after their eyes had been opened and Jesus had vanished from their sight, those who had been walking with him on the Emmaus road exclaimed, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Hearts on fire, bringing warmth and light to a cold and dark world. That is what God has endowed us with in the light of Jesus' resurrection. And it's hard to imagine a more attractive, encouraging picture of Christian life and witness. I remember hiking across Blenkinsop Common. Doesn't it just sound wet? In northern England, in early June of 1999, in quintessential English spring hiking weather. Cold, gray, and sopping wet. Underfoot, tall, wiry grass was growing in an inviting mixture of peaty muck and standing water. My friend John, who's now Pastor Dunbar at St. Peter Lutheran Church in Hopewell Township, was with me, and he and I were exhausted and aching after a long day's walk. And I remember catching sight of the warm glow emanating from the windows of the village pub in the distance. It was an exhilarating sight. And the way that I hope Messiah looks to us as we gather for worship each week, coming in from what can seem to be a very long, wet slog of an earthly pilgrimage. In our worship and fellowship, God takes off the spiritual equivalent of our sodden boots and wet socks removes our heavy load, massages our shoulders and dries, warms, and feeds us with the good news of the gospel and Christ's own body and blood. In Matthew 5 verse 14, in his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And though I might prefer that Messiah be known as the pub on the common, the metaphors are not incompatible. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 and 5 describes the church as a building, saying, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so, our physical building, which many of you did so much to spruce up at yesterday's spring workday, reminds us that we, this community of Jesus' disciples, ablaze with the Holy Spirit, is a beacon of forgiveness and hope of warmth and light to our neighbors, our friends, and to one another. In our first lesson from Acts chapter 2, the Apostle Peter says in verse 40, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. 
If we were to rephrase that to fit our pub on the common image of the church, we might say, come on in out of the cold. Peter reminds his listeners, including us, that we don't have to conform to hopelessness and cynicism around us. We don't have to buy into the self-centered individualism that is so rife outside these doors. We don't have to cave in to paranoia just because there's so much of it in the world. We don't have to jump on the bandwagon of groupthink. In holy baptism, God brings us in out of the cold and transfers us to the kingdom of his Son. In baptism, we are born anew with Christ, with hearts set on fire by the Holy Spirit. Day in and day out, as we put on our baptism along with our clothes, God reminds us that he has opened to us a more excellent way and options beyond what the world offers. We can repent without fear of condemnation. We can forgive without losing our security. We can be forgiven without fear of a demand for future payment. It's easy to get discouraged as we walk our sometimes lonely roads because there is a lot of pain in the world, a lot of anxiety, a lot of injustice, disbelief, and evil. But incredible as it may sound, those things are on their way out. They have been defeated by Christ with death. They are in retreat, and one day they will be no more. And in his word and his supper, God gives us a vision of that day. When we hear in Acts 2 verse 41 that, P in, that many in Peter's audience welcomed his message and about 3,000 were baptized, we may think, all right, now why isn't that happening here at Messiah? But it is. Veronica was just baptized at the end of March. And for the Christian church of today, receiving just 3,000 people in holy baptism in one day would actually be a pitifully small number. Well, we can't measure accurately the size or the growth rate of Christ's church worldwide by even the most conservative estimates. Today, Christianity is growing by an average of tens of thousands of people per day. And our congregation, our spiritual pub on the common, is part of that. We are part of God's active mission, being a beacon of light and a haven of hope, showing people an alternative to the isolation around us, demonstrating that we don't have to succumb to the corruption by which this and every generation are tempted, and setting our hearts on fire. You know, a lot of times we don't even realize we're on fire until we run into someone who is really out in the cold spiritually and ask them why they get up in the morning or what they think God is like or when the last time was that they forgave someone or were forgiven. It may not feel to us 
like our hearts are burning bright. We, like the disciples on the Emmaus Road, may realize that only in retrospect. But you'd be surprised at how bright our hearts may seem to someone who hasn't heard the good news of Jesus Christ crucified and risen for us. Lots of our friends, our neighbors, and our colleagues don't know or don't believe that their sins have been forgiven. No one has told them that they are loved unconditionally. It would be news to many of them that their value is not proportional to how much money they make or how many good deeds they do. To know that mercy becomes the throned monarch better than his crown would be a genuine revelation to many of our neighbors. And though we are but earthen vessels, God has given us a treasure to share with them, and we can do it joyfully and gently. In the words of the Scottish Presbyterian minister John Watson, better known by his pen name Ian McLaren, be pitiful for every man is fighting a hard battle. Or as we might say today, be kind for everyone you meet is carrying a heavy burden. We have a good thing going on here at Messiah, or rather God does, and we are privileged to be Christ's ambassadors in this time and place. As he did with the sad, bewildered, and not altogether perspicacious disciples on the Emmaus Road, so too he has set our hearts on fire, even when we don't realize it. And so, confident of that, let us follow in the excellent example of those disciples and tell our companions, the Lord has risen indeed and has been made known to us in the breaking of the bread. Let us, with the 3,000 baptized at Pentecost, devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. For as we learn in Romans chapter 15, verses 4 through 6, Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And now may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let it be so, too, among us.